golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got big NASA going before we drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080. Team. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the golf house tonight, your host, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich Bianco, and... One of our favorite guest golf insiders, back from her collegiate tour of the fall, Mary Bryan from the LPGA and CBS Television. Mary, welcome. It's good to have you in the studio. Thanks, Holly. Always good to be back with you and Rich B. Sometimes, you know, i got to separate you two. You play a lot of golf together, and... Uh, we just wonder who's really hitting the good shots, but uh, I know the good. I just came down that I four corridor. It took me I can't tell you how long to get here. So golf is faster than driving on I four. I know that. Well, we uh, hope that everybody's just taking it easy on the uh, pedals and just hanging with us tonight because we got a lot of golf to talk about. Um, still a lot more golf left to be played here in the end of the 2011 season. We had the uh, wrap-up of the Schwab Cup Championship over the weekend for the Champions Tour money list. We've got the Australian opening happening this week, Rich B. Uh, the CME title holders around the corner next week, along with the President's Cup. So we're still talking all kinds of golf tonight. Yeah, you want to pay attention because we'll be... Uh given uh, all the information on uh, what you have to do to get into this uh, CME Group Titles Holders uh, event for free. At or, Grand uh, Cypress. You know, for a, a, a small admission, uh, like the PepsiCo Family Day on Sunday, if you bring a, an empty recyclable Pepsi product, uh, you get a $5 off for your admission. And uh, there will be more of those. We'll have some more. Uh, announcements to make on that uh, get in to the uh, event. Tell us a little bit, Mary, about how this title holders, the LPGA CME title holders, which will be next week at Grand Cypress, how is that stacking up in terms of the final players? Well, pretty interesting. You had to finish. It's sort of like the old days of the Dinah Shore tournament in Mission Hills. You had to finish in the top three in the tournament to be eligible, and if you finished in the top three, you were already in the field. If the next week you finished in the top three, then they take the next three that are not in. So they're going to be about 70 to 72 players. Mexico counts this week. Uh, non-cut tournament with 70 or 72. Really the top players on the tour. I mean, the ones that are finishing the top two, three, four every week. So it's going to be exciting. I was at Grand Cypress Monday and Tuesday. The course is in great shape. All the bleachers are going up. Everything uh, is ready to rock and roll out there. And I will tell you, the LPGA players love to play Grand Cypress. It's a great challenge. They play the north and the south course. 
A lot of them actually live in the area, mm-hmm. and some even right around the corner from Grand Cypress. And we're going to get to see the likes of Yanni Sang, which is going to be super exciting, as well as many other favorites, uh, Stacy Lewis, and um, of course, uh, you know, many many other players. Paula Creamer, Morgan Pressel, um, you know, uh, Ai Miyazato, who's from Japan, who's really fun to watch. And I tell you, Yanni Sang, if you want to talk about a player in golf, not just women's golf, but in golf, she's won eleven times around the world this year that's 11 tournaments she's 22 years old already has five majors well we have uh, our very own jeff shane from the orlando sentinel ready to pop in here because he certainly knows the lpj covers them uh, as good as anyone else out there and jeff we got a lot of golf happening the australian open are you with us i'm here where do you want to start <laughs> well i'm not sure i think uh, the buzz of course would be the Stevie Williams Tiger Woods controversy. I suppose we need to start there just to get things rolling. Well, and uh, you know, it, it's it certainly grabbed you know all of the headlines uh, in, in golf. Uh, the, the sports headlines have been a little bit different, uh, particularly the last couple of days. But uh, uh, it's one of those situations where. And, I'm, and I know a lot of people have said that you know what what Stevie said was inexcusable and you know ought to ought to come down hard on him and and you know let's face it what he said was was pretty darn repugnant but when he's when he made the comments about trying to shove it up tiger's um backside pin placement um <laughs> that that it was at a caddy banquet where that I, I've never been there. I haven't been to Shanghai, but it's known for kind of being raucous. It's a roast. A lot of barbs are. It, it's exactly. It's, it's a, a roast. It's a roast, and I have to wonder if Steve Williams, for all his boorishness, still maybe just got a little too caught up in the moment and in a word he shouldn't have. And um, now you know he's the one that's being roasted for it. Well, you know there are people that talk before they think and there are people that think before they talk he's quite obviously the kind of guy that talks before he thinks and he and tiger have met have talked about it it's behind them both he apologized to tiger and tiger's like move on with it i'm done with it and so is stevie yeah, and kudos i think to tiger for not letting it fester for for addressing it and he, of course he really didn't have a lot of choice once he sat down for that press conference but uh, you know, there there have been times where you know Tiger has been accused of letting people twist in the wind, of not addressing things directly. This was addressed very directly. He said that they had met, that he accepted the apology, and he also went far uh, so far as to say Stevie is certainly not a racist. And I suppose if you know there was one person with a certain amount of authority to make that claim or make that statement, it would be Tiger Woods. Uh, I, I agree. I, I think also to your point about the context of how this happened, um, as I heard behind the scenes, this was a comment, you know, just kind of made amongst, I think, some of the guys. And a couple of caddies picked up on it and apparently took it to the British press. I don't know. I, I just think given the venue that uh, we seem to have made a lot of drama over this. Well, and sometimes golf does have a tendency to do that. I think, too, that, uh, you know, during uh, Steve Williams' tenure as Tiger's caddy, he made a, a certain number of, of enemies. 
you know, or, or he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. And so when he made the inflammatory comments of all inflammatory comments that night, there were probably a couple guys that weren't, weren't uh, too hesitant to go out and tell the nearest uh, nearest journalist uh, about what had happened. Uh, and it just so happened that a bunch of British journalists were coming back to the very same hotel about the same time Caddy Knight uh, let out. And so it was kind of an easy, uh, an easy thing to, uh, to spread and, and, and to go do. Um, my question, and I wrote about this in my blog earlier in the week, uh, what else was said? I mean, if we're going to roast Steve Williams for, like I say, was, was, was a repugnant, nauseating, shocking comment, what other shocking comments should we be roasting people for and who? I, I, I agree with you. Mary, your thoughts? I mean, oh, well, I just think there's too much exposure. You know, people can't do something. A uh, quiet little group can't do anything anymore. And I'm not saying what Stevie said was right because I know he's kind of a mouthy sort of guy. But at the same time, you know, sometimes the media takes things and makes too big a deal out of it because there's no other news. I mean, there's just too, there are too many talking heads like us. There are too many talking heads. <laughs> well, and I, you know, as one of his uh, fellow Aussies, uh, Stuart Appleby, who was, um, you know, quoted on uh, a couple of days ago, I believe, he said, hey, it was a jovial night is the way he described it. And it sounded, you know, uh, to me like, Hey, you know, they were just out uh, having a good time. But anyway, it's unfortunate, of course, and uh, it's uh, certainly glad that they're getting it behind because there's good golf coming up this week, and it's on the eve of the President's Cup as well. And what a, what a great field here at the Australian Open. Absolutely. And, uh, and the President's Cup obviously has been able to help that along because it's essentially the tune-up for the President's Cup. Get everybody down a week early, get them adjusted to the climate, get them adjusted to the time change, uh, to the courses uh, in Australia. I'm not quite sure, honestly, how uh, the lakes and, and Royal Melbourne are necessarily similar or not, but it gets everybody down to, to play and uh, not go in cold, which has been the problem with, with some of these team events uh, that, you know, they come in November and, and uh, after guys like, you know, Phil Mickelson is the one that comes to mind uh, the quickest, uh, you know, shut it down and then try to rev it up for one week and it doesn't work. Everybody uh, is pretty much got a chance to get four rounds or at least two rounds under your belt and get ready for what shapes up to be a pretty tight competition. Mary, have you played golf uh, in Australia? Uh, no, I've done a couple broadcasts in Australia. I haven't played down there. Um, Melbourne is a total different character than Sydney, and then the LPGA always plays uh, north of Sydney, about an hour and a half plane ride in a place called Coolangatta. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like Daytona Beach, it reminds you of. It's in Brisbane area. And uh, it's just, you know, it's all kinds of different golf, but it's hot, dry, the wind blows in Melbourne, and the, I would imagine the golf course will play fast and be hard and fast. Well, and I think, uh, Jeff, wouldn't you agree, this is really, I think it's shaping up to have as much excitement um, and certainly uh, country enthusiasm as a Ryder Cup being that it is uh, Australia. Greg Norman's captain the team. And I think um, all eyes will be on a Jason Day, the highest-ranked Australian, who hasn't been back in the country apparently in five years. Well, sometimes when you when you leave home to, to go ply your trade, it takes a while to get back. Five years sounds about uh, the same amount of time since you know, I've 
than back to Arizona, and that's a much shorter plane ride. So, <laughs> good point. <laughs> it's uh, you know sometimes uh, you, you just you, you wind up doing other things. I, I'm sure the Aussies are glad to have Jason Day back in their midst. He's certainly got a, a great opportunity and a, and a high-profile pairing uh, because he's one tie or one that is paired with Tiger Woods this week. And uh, interestingly enough, in this whole time since Jason Day has uh, come over to America and uh, joined the PGA Tour and had some success on the PGA Tour, uh, he has never been paired with Tiger Woods. So it will be a new experience for both of them. Well, I think it also could add uh, an interesting twist. If um, the, the new and healthy Tiger ends up uh, tied with the hot-on-fire Adam Scott, and they might be playing um, even up on Saturday or Sunday. What do you think about that one? Well, that would be that would be great. And obviously there was speculation uh, up until, I guess, last Friday night uh, that Scott and, and Woods might be paired together in the first two rounds for this. As it turns out, uh, they will be one group apart, and Tiger will have to stare ahead at uh, Scott and Williams for the first two rounds. But if Scott's on his game, uh, I, I think that he's you know probably still the uh, the, the most uh, he has the best best uh, toolbox, I suppose, of all the Australians. I know Dave is playing well, but uh, you know he's still young. Scott's got a little bit more experience. Uh, Scott has won a World Golf Championships event, uh, so if you could have the top Aussie and, and, and an inform, uh, you know. Shades of maybe the old Tiger coming back. Uh, that's what everybody would love to see, and, and uh, you know that that's the drawing card kind of down there to begin with. Is you know Tiger does play Australia every year, but usually only does it once. So yeah, you got to cherish when you can. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, and we're talking with Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. How do you see the teams facing up here? Is it going to be a close contest? Well, I think when you when you first look at it, yeah, it should be a, a fairly close contest. But it, it, what's hard to get a read on is uh, how guys are, are going to be performing going into the week, and that's why I think this week is, is kind of crucial. If uh, for those that you know went overseas to Malaysia or to the HSBC Champions, they probably got a little bit more under their belts. But it is late in the season, and uh, you know guys are tired and and yeah, maybe their focus isn't necessarily where it should be. So I'm going to be interested really to see what the scores are in Australia to see who is having, uh, who is in form and who isn't. Because we, let's face it, we've seen a fair amount of guys out of form uh, trying to play late in the year because their, their main competition months are, are behind them. And is there any update on Steve Stricker and how he's feeling? I have not heard anything today. Um, uh, there is, uh, there, there's really been no report that, that he is not, uh, not going to participate. Uh, Fred Couples made zero plans to have Keegan Bradley on standby. You know, sometimes when you get a guy who's injured, uh, you, you bring him anyway and you say, well, here's the keys of the golf cart, drive me around, uh, you know, and, and then if we need you, you're here, and, and that, hasn't been the case. Uh, Bradley is going to be stateside next week. Uh, you know, if Stricker was to all of a sudden say, I can't do it, I suppose the next option would be you know, to throw John Cook into the mix or something like that, the, the new uh, assistant captain. But uh, 
That being said, I think all indications right now are that Stricker is a go. We'll have to see what happens uh, as the week goes on. Well, we know you're going to be busy next week because you're doing double duty, both covering the President's Cup and uh, the CME title holders. You've stayed uh, here on uh, American soil in Orlando to do uh, to do this for uh, all the fans, and uh, you're going to be just right around the clock, I think, my friend. Well, I, I suppose there could be some sleepless nights if I'm trying to catch the President's Cup uh, at night and then uh, heading over to Grand Cypress and, and, uh, and doing the, the proper coverage on the LPGA. So uh, we, we've done it before. In fact, uh, the, uh, the PGA Tour Championship uh, over in Atlanta was the same week as the Solheim Cup. I spent a lot of time watching the Solheim Cup watch the Tour Championship At going 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty exciting event this year, no, too. No, no rest for the golf writer sometimes, but we, we appreciate uh, your efforts and spending some time with us, and we look forward to seeing you out next week at Grand Cypress, Jeff. I look forward to it as well. All right, check him out, Jeff Shane, Orlando Sentinel, and the OrlandoSentinel.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We have Brian Hewitt from Global Golf Post up next. Stay with us. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of 2008 certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Offer expires 1031-11. Hi, I'm PGA member Jay Golden and proud to be part of the Golf Insider. I teach at Winter Pines Golf Course in Winter Park, Florida. I'm sure you know where it is, right off of 436 near Aloma. If you take a lesson from me, I will bring out the strengths in your swing, in your putting, in your chipping, in your pitching. I will see what you can do consistently, what comes natural to you. I do not teach one swing to everyone. I find your strengths, and I bring them out. I work with Steve Marino on his putting. He's one of the top players on the PGA Tour. I work with tour hopefuls, and maybe even know my son Jeff Golden, who played in the 2002 U.S. Open as an amateur. I will bring out your best. I teach at beautiful Winter Pines Golf Course. If you'd like to take a lesson from me, my number is 407-673-2183. 407-673-2183. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Has your car or truck been in an accident? Do you need dent or scratch repair? Our team, Auto Body and Collision, is the place to go for auto body repair. Our state-of-the-art technology and factory paint matching will make your vehicle look showroom new. Trust the pros at our team, Auto Body and Collision, to repair your luxury or performance vehicle. We work with all insurance companies and provide discounts on insurance deductibles. Our team, Auto Body and Collision, provides 24-hour towing and a lifetime warranty on all repairs. No damage? No problem. At our team, we paint 
all makes and models. Our team, Auto Body and Collision. We take the stress out of your automobile mess. Call us today. Financing available, 407-290-1500. 407-290-1500. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home. with the by four. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B, and one of our favorite golf insiders, Mary Bryan, Mary B, from the LPGA, and CBS Sports Television Network. You know what, i got to give a pop to the king, Arnold Palmer. Tuesday, hole-in-one at Bay Hill, five iron from 165 yards, pretty nice, 82 years old, he shot 79. And, Never uh, had a hole in one. I know, but it was. I think it's pretty cool. It's wait, wait, 20th. Mary, Mary, do you think he bought drinks after? No, I think his buddies bought them for him, probably. <laughs> it was his 20th hole in one, 82 years old, playing at Bay Hill, five iron, slam dunk in the hole. So way to go, King. Nothing but cup. Nothing, way to, nothing but cup. Good for him. All right. And uh, fill us in what's happening at UCF, Mary. I forgot to mention you are also oh. now the assistant golf coach of the yeah. Lady Knights out there. Well, I, I will tell you about the Lady Well, they're just the Knights. They're not the Lady Knights. But we had a great fall. Fall season's over. Uh, UCF women's golf team won one tournament. French Lick, Indiana, beat uh, most of the Big Ten schools. Very big win for them. Came in second in Kentucky. Uh, we had three freshmen finish second in three different tournaments, three separate freshmen. A lot of talent, and it's an up-and-coming uh, program. Courtney Trimble out there, who I will give a shout-out to, is getting ready to have a baby in January. Yes, so her is. assistant, myself, me, I'm getting a little nervous about that. But Going to be a, taking over the helm for uh, a few no, months? No, not too long. But I, I will tell you, it's a young, great group of women, lots of talent. The men had a great fall, too. They won two tournaments. Um, they've got some good recruits in it's. It's a golf program that's really on the upswing. Uh, golf World has written about us, how we're, we're to be watched. And uh, when you're playing a tournament, you play five, count four shot, or four scores. We're playing three freshmen, a sophomore, and a junior. So a lot of potential. All right. A lot of potential. Hey, Mary, are you going to have your, uh, your uh, team over there at the, the CME title holders? I believe uh, they're the going to go out and work uh, with TrackMan and help the TrackMan people. Uh, they're going to be on a hole and kind of... Uh, assess some of the players and they all want to go we were talking to them this morning when we were at workouts and uh, well, they're, that's where they're they all want to end up right they all want to end up uh, the... not all of them but all, <laughs> but there are three or four that can it depends you know they're 18 19 years old all right well we're talking about uh, the president's cup and the australian open coming up this week and that's when it's time to go to our big dog of global golf post who knows everything about everything going on in the world of golf brian hewitt hello holly g how you doing hey we're doing great so um you know we are talking the president's cup down under and uh, i guess i've got to start off because we did with jeff shane in our last segment your comments on the stevie deal well uh i want to give you one note before we get to stevie and i'll i'll answer all the stevie questions you've got um mary may be aware of this but when uh, arnold palmer a couple of weeks ago came over to uh, isleworth and addressed the uh, the men's college teams you know they had that big invitational over right. there at isleworth yes. a couple CF was of weeks one ago of the hosts. Yeah. and one of the somebody asked him how many career holes in one he had uh and uh, arnold said he had 19 i believe i've got the number right but but 
in any event, it was one behind the career numbers for Gary Player and Jack Nicklaus. <laughs> and Arnold said he was not happy about that. He was he was clearly did not want to be one behind uh, uh, Gary or Jack in anything. So, you know, that's just an added note to the fact that he made this hole-in-one recently at Bay Hill. He is now tied for career holes in one with Jack Nicholas and Gary Player and, and I, I sort of love that note. That's fun. What a great trivia. That, and he did a great job talking to the players. Uh, and you know the competition hour. just never ends with those three. Exactly. You know, you gotta love it. It's just, you know, for the ages. Exactly. So, Mary, you were there when he spoke to the players? Uh, no, but I got word through our coach because uh, UCF men were co-hosts uh, right. with the tournament, and they said he was really fun, which he always is, and great. And, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of those young guys they're, really don't know that much about him. I mean, yeah. they know everything about Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Uh, we had at our event uh, a year ago that we host with 18 schools at Redtail, we had Kathy Whitworth. And, I mean, we she had them hanging on the edge of the seats because a lot of them didn't even know who she was. And when they left there, they were just, like, floored. So when you bring in the old players, it's great for golf, I think. They really learn about the history and what it was all about. Well, I, I would imagine, uh, Mary, and, again, I'll get to Stevie in a second, when you told the young uh, women uh, golf play, uh, uh, college players that Kathy Whitworth won, was it 80? times 88 88 times that would probably get their attention well it did we gave everybody her bio when they registered so that they knew something about her and uh, they were really anxious to hear about her and she was really great and and we may bring her back in again this year because we've got a lot of different uh, young players playing you're Uh, listening uh, to golf insiders and we're talking with brian hewitt from global golf post so uh, I'm, I'm mentioning Stevie yeah. Williams because, of course, it is uh, the controversy in the golf side of sports this week, although there are plenty of other controversies to be talking about. But uh, in particular because, as always, you have uh, just a terrific lead-off on Global Golf Post, and uh, you guys came out uh, you know, pretty strong about Stevie. Well, yeah, first of all, I'm amazed. Uh, well, I, I'm amazed every year, and I've been doing this for a while now, that we get into November and you know maybe there maybe we lose some the attention of some sports fans because there's there's this sport called football and there's the world series uh but but I'm amazed that we we're well into November now and there's still a lot of of hot topics a lot of a lot going on in the world of golf and then probably at the top of the list was the the Steve Williams controversy we at Global Golf Post thought enough of of this of of the inflammatory nature uh, of of the issue uh, uh, that 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 Stevie sort of set on fire, if you will, to put it on our cover. And just in case you were wondering how the how the the public or the readership uh, uh, or the golf fans respond to that, our issue again, we're in November now. This is not exactly the height of the golf season. It was the most read issue in the in the history. Of Global Golf Post. Uh, uh, granted, we've we've only been going for two years, but uh, uh, we got more hits on that on that cover with Steve Williams on the cover than anything we've done before. My opinion on this, um, it's pretty black and white. I I believe that um, Steve Williams has been uh, has been over the line on the wrong side now for for a long time. Um, I don't know how many apologies we're supposed to uh, accept from this guy. Uh, I, I kind of think he's run. Oh, I don't kind of. I do think he's run out of chances. My opinion is what he said was unacceptable. Uh, and uh, uh, if this had been done by a player, uh, the player would have been suspended. 
Um, apparently the PGA Tour doesn't have the jurisdiction to suspend caddies. I just think this is unacceptable, and I, I believe there's no place for Steve Williams in golf right now. I, I don't think he should be caddying. I don't think he should be um, anywhere where respectable golf people go right now, and, and, and I can't make that any more plain. Well, it's interesting, um, you know, the reaction that you've had from your readers. But as a guy that's been, you know, around this game a long time, uh, Brian, what do you think? Clearly he's got a major uh, thorn in his side, Stevie Williams. Uh, do you have any sense of what's contributed to this? Do you think it was just the way this whole thing went down? I mean, Tiger certainly seemed to, um, uh, I think, uh, you know, step up to the plate and let him off the hook um, and at least spoke out this right. week. Right. What are your thoughts on it all? Well, it's a good question, Holly, and it's, and it's well asked on your part. I, I think it goes back to uh, Stevie's dismissal by Tiger, which wasn't handled well by Tiger, uh, Stevie Williams is a compet- among other things, he's a competitive guy, um, and uh, he's a very good caddy and a race car driver. For some he's, people who don't know, he's he, you know look, there's a lot of testosterone in Stevie Williams, uh, and uh, but but I do not buy into the fact that just because he was speaking in front of a bunch of caddies uh, and uh, and thought that well maybe just maybe these remarks wouldn't get out that this was sort of okay, that this was just among us fellas. I don't buy that at all. What he said clearly had racist implications uh, and, uh, and, and inexcusable at this point. And I, I go back to when Adam Scott won the uh, Bridgestone event earlier this year and Stevie Williams said this was the biggest moment of his life. Well, clearly that was directed, or uh, of his career. This, uh, this was clearly directed at Tiger and... Uh, you know, this is a guy who just sort of needs to let it go. I think he's got some anger management issues, Steve Williams, uh, and I don't think he has let it go. Uh, you know, Tiger is is a whole nother subject. Uh, what 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 Tiger deserves, what he doesn't deserve, but nobody deserves the kinds of comments that Stevie Williams has been aiming at Tiger for the last couple of months. Well, let's turn to Tiger. He's now healthy. He's had plenty of time to uh, get rounds in, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you? What should we expect from Tiger this week? Well, first of all, he tees off in about an hour and a half, um, and uh, in in the Australian Open. And anybody who wants to uh, who wants to watch can turn on the Golf Channel and watch him play. They are picking it up live starting at eight o'clock. Um, I think that the tight what Tiger. Tiger is, is in need, Holly, of a little dose of credibility. He keeps telling us that he's healthy, and we keep watching him play, and it's pretty clear that he's not completely healthy. He's certainly not comfortable with the swing. Um, and uh, I, I, I just think, and this I'm not certainly not the first to say this, I think he needs more reps. Uh, the more I watch Tiger play sporadically, you know, he played in the PGA Championship, then he plays at, at Fry's, and, and you know what it reminds me of? Oddly enough, it reminds me of that odd schedule that Michelle Wee had before she became a full-time member of the LPGA. She'd come out every five or six weeks, go somewhere where she'd never played before uh, with, with no sort of two- or three-week rhythm, and she would be expected to play really well, and she never really did. And I, I think Tiger is in that, in that box. Uh, right now, he's he's got no rhythm to his schedule. Now he will be playing this week. He will be playing next week in the President's Cup, 
and he will be playing at his tournament, uh, uh, the Chevron World Challenge, before the season's over. So he's at least going to have three events. But I just don't think he's got any kind of tournament rhythm or tournament toughness. Back to your question, what should we expect? Look, with Tiger, we learned a long time ago to, to, to never say never, but I would be surprised um, if Tiger finished in the top ten. Well, you make a great point about reps, and, and what I find interesting is he's the one that even says it, I need more reps, and then he doesn't play in events where yeah. he has the opportunity to play. So he's kind of contradicting himself. It, yeah, it's just hard to, it's, it's hard to accept everything he says because uh, he tells us before these events that he's completely healthy and his only goal is, is to win. That's fine. And then after the events, some of which he had to, he's had to withdraw from, he tells us, well, I really wasn't completely healthy. And, you know, what are we supposed to believe here? There's a little disconnect there. How about Martin Keimer uh, with his big win on Sunday, the Germinator, um, yeah. you know, kind of coming out of his little slump and uh, a great victory at the HSBC in Shanghai. Got himself back into the conversation, didn't he? Sure did. Uh, uh, he really had a week, uh, by his standard, uh, for a guy who was actually number one in the world for a short while, he, he did not play well in the majors in 2011. But this this is the kind of thing that can sort of propel him towards 2012. Obviously, he's a he's loaded with talent. I, I expect him to be a guy in the top five in the world rankings throughout next year. And and I was a little surprised. And meanwhile, Rory sort of sneaks up to number two. Uh, and uh, I, I I don't think. Uh, Holly and Rich and Mary, that, that it will be too long into 2012 before we see Rory uh, at number one in the world rankings, which would mean that um, Wazelroy, is that, was that what they call it? Uh, well, Carolyn Wozniacki and Rory McElroy, <laughs> the, the pair, will be, will be number one respectively in their, in their sports. How many tournaments do you think he'll play here in the States? Well, he said he's taken his card, or he will take his card. That's 15 minimum, then, right? So 15 minimum, but you know how that works, Mary. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, four or five of those are WGC events, and then you throw in the majors. How many events will he actually play in the United States? I think it could be as few as 10. But uh, I think that I think it's a good thing that he's that he's playing in the States. It's certainly a good thing for the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Brian Hewitt from Global Golf Post. Just a couple things more before we let you go, Brian. Um, some breaking news yesterday that Luke Donald's father died suddenly. Any word on uh, what happened there? Well, it, it was unexpected. Um, you know, sometimes you have a parent that has a that has an illness over a long period of time, and and uh, and and after they pass away, they they are actually in a better place if they've been suffering. Uh, my understanding is this one was was unexpected. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in Luke Donald's life right now. His wife's about ready to deliver their second child any day now. And now Luke has to, uh, has to deal with funeral arrangements and logistics and, and so forth. And, and just, you know, more importantly, the loss of his father. So I think we need to, to send out our best thoughts to Luke Donald at this time. How about just a little buzz for a minute on who's going to be Rookie of the Year? In my opinion, I think Keegan Bradley uh, stands out above Chris Kirk and Schwartzel and Stallings, Steele, and Vegas. What do you think, Brian? Mary, I think it has to be Keegan Bradley, and, and oddly enough, it, it, it almost is a bit of a consolation prize because there are a lot of people out there who still think Keegan Bradley deserves Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on Player of the Year, and it hasn't changed in the last several months. I think Luke Donald is clearly the player of the year. Well, the most steady player in golf, uh, without a doubt, in the whole world. 
Yeah, and and when you finish number one, uh, number one in the world rankings, and number one on the money list in Europe and the U.S., okay, you didn't win a major championship, but you did win a WGC match play event. I, I think. Uh, I think there's enough on his resume to get him player of the year. And as we talk about and you write about week after week, another amazing story when you think of, especially right now, the guys from uh, the Nationwide who just completed their season and have now their tour cards for the 2012 season. And Keegan Bradley was one of those guys last year. And here he is now, you know, his rookie year, wins a major, and the potential of having, you know, being the, the rookie of the year as well as player of the year. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Here's yeah. a young boy who slept on his kitchen table in a trailer with his dad, and then his first year on the tour makes $3.7 million and, and appreciates every penny of it. It's pretty nice. Pretty good pretty good pedigree, though, uh, there, Mary, yes. with, uh, with Pat Bradley and the uh, family tree. Yeah, speaking of Pat Bradley, uh, the seniors, the LPGA seniors, have an event over at Innisbrook this week, and we'll talk to some players a little bit later in the show. Absolutely. Well, Brian, we thank you so much, and uh, I know you're going to be covering wire to wire this President's Cup, so tell our listeners how they can get their global golf post. It's easy, Holly. Thank you. GlobalGolfPost.com. That's one word, GlobalGolfPost.com. And uh, sign on there, and uh, it's about four easy steps to getting a free subscription to our weekly digital golf magazine, which comes out about 7 a.m. on Monday mornings. You don't have to wait for it uh, till Thursday or Friday of the following week to get it in the mail. And if you haven't had a chance to take a look at Global Golf Post, it has some of the best writers, award-winning writers in our business. Uh, They cover the tour worldwide week to week, and we love it. Thanks so much, Brian Hewitt. We love you, too. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We've got a lot more golf talk coming up. Stay with us. All want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Feel Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at FeelGolf.net. That's FeelGolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local Golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of 2008 certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. 
Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Offer expires 1031-11. PlayGolfPlanet.com is Orlando's coolest place to get the hottest deals at your favorite courses around Central Florida. PlayGolfPlanet.com allows you to connect directly with the courses to book tee times online and organize your foursomes with friends all in one place. PlayGolfPlanet.com brings the best deals directly to you. It's as if you're a private member at all of your favorite courses. Every day the content changes on your personalized account. Receive exclusive tee time deals and get the latest information on local tournaments and events. PlayGolfPlanet.com is the future of golf, where golfers choose and courses deliver. Sign up today at PlayGolfPlanet.com. PlayGolfPlanet.com Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B, and one of our favorite, favorite Golf Insiders, Mary Brian, Mary B, from CBS Television, and now the assistant coach at UCF. Ooh, go Knights, huh? Hey, Mary, we got big stuff happening uh, this weekend over at Innisbrook in Tampa. Mm -hmm. A lot of your friends are in town playing in the Legends Tour Open Championship. This is, uh, if we can say this gently, the senior tour for the many of the LPGA past champions. Legends. Legends. The legends, I know. Cut senior out of that now. You know, I mean, we're talking about, you know. Hey, you're talking about Patty Sheehan and Nancy Lopez. Pat Bradley. Bradley. That's right. You've got all the legends. And Rosie Jones. Yeah. To all of our listeners, the the, the past uh, Solheim Cup captain's going to be here playing, and well, it's we have a very unusual. special guest on the line we who do. I know you know well. Yeah, and I'm going to introduce her because she's a good friend of mine. A little tie to Central Florida, graduated from Rollins College, started playing the LPGA Tour in 69 or 70, won her first tournament in 70, won 29 LPGA events, one of the really great putters that ever played the game and, and great competitor. Ms. Jane Blaylock, are you with us, Janie? Well, Mary, what an honor to be introduced by you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, compatriots, we have to be nice to each other, right? Welcome, though. Absolutely. Well, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we're excited about the uh, Legends Tour and being not too far from Orlando. And give us a little background on the Legends Tour, because it's been going on for a number of years. Tell tell the world about it. Well, you know, Legends Tour, it akin to the uh, Champions Tour, that the men have a great opportunity to uh, perpetuate their golf career and and, uh, you know, to grace the fans with their uh, great, you know, their camaraderie and their personalities. Uh, so around the year 2000, we started a tournament in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I remember uh, you and I were both there, and we were on the cover of Golf World. Yes, we were. I remember that, too. You know, we had to do something to make us be noticed, didn't we? <laughs> well, we, I still have a copy if you ever need one. Well, I might. But, uh, you know, since then, the, the tour has grown, uh, not at the level that I would like, but um, we are about to announce three new tournaments for 2012. So uh, finally, the great women of the LPGA are getting their due as far as their opportunities. So uh, it's pretty good news for us. And, uh, of course, the tournament at Innisbrook is, uh, is just fantastic. And, uh, you know, a real, um, it's our only major championship right now. 
and uh, you know you mentioned some of the names certainly that are playing, uh, which is um, you know which is great. It's great for the fans and uh, the players certainly enjoy it. Well, uh, Jane, I, I need to tell our listeners that you do own a golf marketing business in, as you say, Boston, and uh, <laughs> you have traveled and worked hard to put these together. You've been on the uh, four since the beginning of this, and uh, we were certainly original members. And you've come a long ways with. In fact, when I was in French Lick, Indiana, they tell me we're going to have a senior event up there. We are, and we're about to on that one very soon. That's going to be in 2013, and it's going to be a who's who of women's golf. It's going to be uh, a very uh, big event for us. Uh, so that's that's pretty exciting. And uh, of course, French Lick, Indiana. Those of us from Boston think of it as uh, Larry Bird's residence. That's <laughs> a different perspective, uh, but it's it's. Quite a resort. So, you had uh, to get the Celtics in there, didn't you? Oh, of course, I had to get the Boston. Well, we can't talk about the Red Sox right now, so we had to get the Celtics yeah. in there. Now, are you going to play next week, Janie? Uh, I am not. I am not. Um, I have, uh, you know, we are really fortunate. Um, as you know, this is our third year of the Legends Tour Open Championship, and we have public supermarkets and craft foods as our presenting sponsors. And uh, we also have a company, United Healthcare. Uh, Mr. Honda's group, who is the sponsor, ISPS, which no one in this country knows, but it's International Sports Promotion Society, which is a vehicle for doing a lot of good, giving back to charities and uh, certainly supporting women's causes, of which we are one. So um, there are a lot of moving parts this week. And, uh, Mary, you know that I'm a competitor and I can't do two things well. So I'm going to be the perfect hostess for the weekend and uh, keep my clubs in the uh, in the cart barn. <laughs> in the cart barn with a little dust on them. And I know better than that. You go down to the Cape and hit balls almost every day. So uh, don't pretend you don't play, Jeannie. But I'm going to be really good in the pro-am. Well, uh, Jane, my sidekick here, Rich B., is, is being awfully quiet. He's uh, actually spent quite a bit of time in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and was a member at Wentworth by the sea up there. Oh, by, my. By the beautiful my. sea. Oh, isn't that a fantastic area? Yeah, it's the uh, Pebble Beach of the East. Come on, let's be it, real. It, it is. Now, it is. Uh, and, and Jane, I'm going to drag you back into the Wayback Machine. And uh, you used to, uh, at the Boston Five, in uh, Boston, they used to have a tournament called the Boston Five, right. uh, LPGA event, and um, you used to have a fundraiser up there, uh, the, uh, your clam bake. Oh, yeah, we had uh, University of New Hampshire fundraiser for scholarship fund. We had it for 25 years, and uh, a lot of my friends, uh, Mary Bryan's been up there a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'd have a good time playing Wentworth by the Sea and, uh, you know, so raising some money and uh you know, my brothers have a restaurant in downtown Portsmouth, and I have to say that we uh, we did take up a few tables there. <laughs> oh, the the ferry landing still there? That's right. Yeah, I think somebody was uh, falling off the dock one night, if I remember correctly, Jane. <laughs> well, Let me we ask a you a question, players, though. Let uh, me. I'm going to ask you a question. They, they, they were only getting a few points for their dives off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, your years on the tour, your 29 victories on the LPGA tour. Certainly, women's golf has changed a lot. But let's reflect back for a moment. Your 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 highest point when you were playing professional golf. What was the most memorable moment? Um, you know, I, I have to, there are two, and I, I tried to, you know, come up with one, but I can't, uh, winning the first Dinosaur was mm-hmm. certainly a highlight. Before um, it was a major. 
1972. <laughs> it was then the Colgate Dinosaur, and uh, you know, with Dyna National Television, that by far was was um, you know was huge. But then I also went through about a four-year period where I didn't accomplish much. I, as we would call it a slump. And I came back and and I won the Kemper head to head with Pat Bradley, you know, a longtime adversary from the, our neck of the woods from New England. Uh, but that um, that was very meaningful because I had thought about retiring, and um, you know, winning that tournament certainly was a great way to uh, kind of put a closing finish in style in my career. Uh, Jane, this is Holly G, and um, you know, you really have been someone that has given so much back, especially to women's golf. I know you, you know, have done so much with women's golf clinics around the country, both, um, you know, to empower women in business and golf and also just to grow the game. Uh, and you've been doing this for a, a long period of time, long, you know, long before I think, a, a, you know, the surge had happened in, in women's golf. And, uh, you know, this legend tour is just another extension of all that you've done and really um, just commend you for, for not only your great career, but um, this Legends Tour that gives an opportunity for so many, um, even young kids, to see the great players like Nancy Lopez and Pat Bradley and Joanne Carner, so many that you played with and Mary, too. Well, you know, it's, uh, it, I've been fortunate to have that opportunity. You know, the LPGA Clinic, we just had one yesterday here at Innisbrook, and uh, as kind of a precursor to the tournament this weekend, you know, at Innisbrook. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, the LPGA probably could have done a better job at, at, at kind of keeping the great names of the LPGA alive. And uh, so I think that we had an opportunity to do it ourselves, so we, uh, we seized the moment. You have, and, and, uh, and hats <laughs> off to you. That's, that's not easy, and I know you've invested uh, a lot of time and passion and uh, your, your own resources as well. And this is to all of our listeners. If you get a day of uh, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I believe it's the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, come on out to Innisbrook. It's an easy drive from here and get to see some of the greatest women players, uh, including Rosie Jones, who's just off the Solheim Cup. And Jane Blaylock, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, and congratulations on all your uh, great success. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you all so much. Bye, Janie. Jane Blaylock, uh, the Legends Tour at Innisbrook Resort this weekend. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Has your car or truck been in an accident? Do you need dent or scratch repair? Our team, Auto Body and Collision, is the place to go for auto body repair. Our state-of-the-art technology and factory paint matching will make your vehicle look showroom new. Trust the pros at our team, Auto Body and Collision, to repair your luxury or performance vehicle. We work with all insurance companies and provide discounts on insurance deductibles. Our team, Auto Body and Collision, provides 24-hour towing and a lifetime warranty and all repair. No damage, no problem. At our team, we paint all makes and models. Our team, Auto Body and Collision. We take the stress out of your automobile mess. Call us today. Financing available, 407-290-1500. 407-290-1500. Are you or your business suffering from financial stress? Are you so overwhelmed with bookkeeping that you don't have time to grow your business? Are you behind on your tax returns or being audited by the IRS? 
The accounting firm of Frank J. Guida CPA can help. With over 30 years of experience, you can count on Frank J. Guida CPA. We provide customized financial services and strategic solutions for a variety of clients. Tired of CPA firms that don't return calls? We provide frequent, timely, and direct communication. Our number one goal is to always be responsive and provide the answers our clients need. Stop worrying and make more money. Let Frank J. Guida CPA show you the way. For a free consultation, call 407-539-0031 or visit cpaconsultant.com. Are you or your business suffering from financial stress? Are you so overwhelmed with bookkeeping that you don't have time to grow your business? Are you behind on your tax returns or being audited by the IRS? The accounting firm of Frank J. Guida CPA can help. With over 30 years of experience, you can count on Frank J. Guida CPA. We provide customized financial services and strategic solutions for a variety of clients. Tired of CPA firms that don't return calls? We provide frequent, timely, and direct communication. Our number one goal is to always be responsive and provide the answers our clients need. Stop worrying and make more money. Let Frank J. Guida CPA show you the way. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble. Won't pay the price. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways nice. of I-4. G along with Rich B and Mary B. Mary Brian. And uh, another event happening this weekend. Mary, something I know uh, you're familiar with, the Executive Women's Golf Association Champions Cup, which is being held in um, at Reunion Resort. And this is um, a, a first uh, event for this, a, a brand-new event for the EWGA. And we have their um, head of golf operations on the line right now. Now, Stephanie, are you with us? Hi, how are you? Stephanie Jennings, Director of Golf Programs for the EWGA. Tell us about this tournament, Stephanie. It's, um, it's definitely one for the books for the EWGA. It's a team match play event, something we've never done before, but something that's really been wanted by the membership. And uh, so there's nine teams of 12 women, and they'll all be competing against each other in uh, two rounds of singles match play competition. And the team with the most points after two days is going to win the Champions Cup. Well, the EWJ is an amazing organization. I happen to know the founder quite well, Nancy Oliver. It was uh, launched in 1991 and has welcomed more than 100,000 women into the game, connecting them how to Mm -hmm. learn and play and enjoy golf for business and fun. It's an amazing organization. I know you have a great chapter here in Orlando. Is their team competing? Oh, yeah. They're uh, representing very well. And, uh, have a strong team. They won their Southern Regional, which was up in Hilton Head earlier in September, and they are hoping to keep that cup here in Orlando, that's for sure. They're uh, they're a great team, a lot of good players on that team. Probably been out there playing uh, for days at at Reunion, trying to get that uh, local extra advantage. Yeah, sometimes you never know what happens with that. Sometimes it's an advantage or a disadvantage because you think you know the course, and then you get out there in competitions like, oh, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't know it so much. But which golf course yeah, are they? They, they which, got the access. So. Which golf course are they playing at Reunion? We're playing the Watson course, which oh, is it's a good golf course. No water. There's no water hazard, so that's a good thing. 
but it's, it definitely poses some challenges around the greens. It's a tough, tough course when you get closer to the hole. Well, you have 12 EWGA chapters throughout Florida, and uh, mm-hmm. this is really a terrific way. Tell our listeners, uh, we have some women that listen, and also, of course, uh, some men who might want to pass along to their significant other how the EWGA is such a great place uh, to not only learn how to play, but a uh, great networking organization. It is, and like you mentioned with, with the beginning of when Nancy Oliver started it, it's a way for just women to connect, whether... They want to just meet other women who play golf, meet for business, meet after for social uh, engagements. But it's it's just been a way to bring golf into people's lives, whether you're a great golfer, whether you're a, a new beginning golfer. It's, it's such a, a great thing. And as you guys probably know from playing golf, uh, golf is just the best way to connect with somebody and learn more about them and get to know them. And uh, with the EWGA, because we're spread all across the country and even in Canada, uh, it, there's definitely not a, a chapter very far from you, and men can join, so it's not ex- exclusive. Hey, They're Rich B, did you hear that? Well, it must be. Yes. Well, how I, many? How many men do you have as members? <laughs> we probably have maybe. You're an equal opportunity golf association. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea. Wow, that's great. So, uh, for more information on the EWGA, where do our listeners go? They can go to EWGA.com. That's our main homepage. And uh, if they want to become a member, there's a button there. Or just to learn more about EWGA, we also have a Facebook page and a Twitter um, link as well. So um, just check out EWGA.com, and then they can explore from there. There's a lot of information. Great, because we have listeners all around the country, and we appreciate it. Stephanie Jennings, Director of Golf Programs for the Executive Women's Golf Association, the EWGA Champions Cup happening this week in a reunion. We thank you for calling in and uh, spending a few minutes with us, Stephanie. Thank you so much. All right. So uh, that's a quick hour. Mary B., always so much fun when uh, you're in the house. And you had a little uh, little comment that you wanted well, to make? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yanni sang the number one uh, female player in the world, was invited to play in the PGA event in Puerto Rico. Even Chichi Rodriguez called her. Uh, she thought about it, and she declined. She said uh, she's not ready for that. She has more to accomplish in women's golf, but when she does it, she wants to do it as a learning experience. So kind of interesting little trivia that she had, was invited, and the people in Puerto Rico are like, hey, it's an open invitation any year. So she did turn it down. Well, so much golf going on, and the President's Cup, as we mentioned earlier, is going to start in one hour. Uh, I'm sorry, not the President's Cup, the Australian Australian Open. Open. So much golf we're still talking about uh, on the Golf Channel at 8 o'clock. So after uh, you sit back and have a nice little cool and bella drink after listening to the Golf Insiders, you can check out more golf on the Golf Channel. Some of our favorites right here in Orlando. Thanks so much to everybody tonight. We love our fans, we love golf, and keep swinging.